Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show. Got quite a bit to talk about. Obviously, we had the first wild card game between the Red Sox and Yankees go down last night. Uh, Red Sox uh, prevailing 6-2 over the Yankees. Right under the 8.5 scoreline, mind you. Winner, winner. But at the end of the day, we got to go back to what I talked about. And it's the fact that these offenses were struggling mightily and are swinging at bad pitches. But when you uh, break it down, the Yankees did not get the start from uh, Garrett Cole. Cole clearly laboring. You know, you had the hamstring issues down the stretch. But you saw this in a couple of starts down the stretch, and most notably in Toronto, where he couldn't locate his fastball and he couldn't locate his slider. And it it's obvious where you're looking at it, you know, why are we going through change-ups in the middle of a pitch sequence when you've already thrown breaking pitch? Like, none of the things that are going on with the Yankees make any sense if, you, if you're actually looking at a, a game plan of how to attack uh, hitters at this point. So, yeah, everyone's going to scapegoat Cole, and Cole didn't pitch well, obviously. But this is more of a systemic issue with the Yankees. And we've seen this multiple uh, instances where you bring in a free agent and then all of a sudden they start pitching worse when they uh, go play for the Yankees. And I've said this before and I will say this again. The organization operates on a broken and outdated model. It comes the same with the hitters. It goes the same with the pitchers. You bring in pitchers and then you try to change them to fit the Yankee mold of what they want to do, which is they want to throw a ton of sliders. They love throwing sliders, which is part of the reason why they wanted Garrett Cole in the first place, because what Cole uh, typically throws is the forcing fastball. It throws that about 50% of the time, and then the slider, he throws it anywhere from 28 to 30% of the time, uh, followed by the curveball, and then the changeup rarely gets thrown. That's like 5% of the time of his overall pitch selection. He's a fastball slider pitcher. Bottom line, that's that's what he does. Cole, as you saw down the stretch, was struggling with the location, partly due to the hamstring issue. And, you know, it is what it is. But I think it's a very telegraphed uh, instance where you see where teams start approaching at-bats against the Yankees, and they know what... What's coming up next? It's not a secret. It's been the same status uh, for uh, quite some time at this point. Nothing about the Yankees is a surprise. My only surprise is the fact that people get surprised when things don't work out for the Yankees. I mean, the data is out there as to what the Yankees are going to do. It's just up to other teams to execute. And everyone always acts shocked when the Yankees don't deliver. When everything they do is telegraphed to a T. So what's next? Re- realistically, 
we're gonna get the scapegoating effect. I mean, it already started. The post already started making fun of Garrett Cole. Everyone's calling for Boone's job, but that doesn't do anything. It honestly does nothing to address the actual issues with this team, which comes boils down to the fact that Brian Cashman has locked in a roster that plays one style. You still have DJ LeMahieu, but the problem is you have the albatross that is Giancarlo Stanton's contract, and people are going to say, oh, he, but he played well down the stretch. It doesn't matter because he can only do one thing, mash the ball, and he doesn't mash it any better than some of the best sluggers in the game. The Yankees, for all intents and purposes, were a middle-of-the-pack offense this year. I, you can look at the numbers all you want. Yes, did they walk? Sure. But in terms of actual run scored, the Yankees were middle of the pack. They live and die by the long ball. But they don't slug enough to be anywhere remotely relevant as an offense. And given the lack of flexibility on that roster, the Yankees are sitting ducks in terms of their play style. They are not efficient whatsoever in terms of how they operate. So, yeah, Stanton had an okay year. He had an okay year. Like, like I don't, I don't, like, I'm not going to mince words and say he had a great year. Salvatore Perez. Salvatore Perez. I mean, Sa- Salvador. I said Salvatore. I meant Salvador. Like, led the majors in home runs with uh, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. at 48. Otani had 46. Like, where's Judge then? Judge was sixth with 39 bombs. Stanton had 35 bombs. Like, when you are that limited in terms of what you do, and mind you, this is 35 bombs, 97 RBIs. Didn't break 100. Judge, 98 RBIs. Didn't break 100. You don't drive in enough runs to be relevant. And the problem with this Yankees team is they've got a bunch of sluggers. They don't get nearly as much on base as you think they do, considering how much they punch out. Yes, they lead in walks. Teams are walking less. But the Yankees still strike out more. It's, 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 It's not a secret. It is so lopsided in terms of how badly this team performs. And it's not going to get better. This team is just going to get older. The The problem is, is that guys like Glaber Torres have not progressed any further than what they've shown when they broke out. It's the same issue that we have with Sanchez. Like, Sanchez, like, we got no value from Sanchez. We let his value continually diminished until everyone saw how exposed he is. He never got better as a catcher, and he's not nearly elite enough as a hitter as much as he got uh, built up to be. He's a sub-200 hitter, and, I mean, over his last two years. I I mean, I don't know what, what do you want me to say? Like what? What do you uh, what do you want me to say about Gary Sanchez over the last two seasons, this year and last year? He is a sub two hundred hitter, sub two hundred. 
This year, he got his batting average up to 213. He had to get it up to 213. Over the last two years, he is a sub 200 hitter. And yeah, the slugging numbers ain't that hot either. He only had 22 bombs this year. Like, we let Gary Sanchez and his inability to make contact drag the entire team down. And it's not even like Higashioka is the answer. It's just the fact that you have to change your approach in terms of the lineup. Like, you have to be more flexible. You have to have at least someone try to put the ball in play. Someone's got to do it. Not everyone's got to be swinging from the heels. There's a reason why the Yankees struggle to generate runs. They can't put the ball in play even when you walk that much. So, what's what's uh, what do the Yankees go from here? Realistically, there is no n- nice answer. Because I haven't heard one word from Hal Steinbrenner that he's actually shaking up the management team. And the guy who needs to go the most is Brian Cashman. That entire organizational structure needs a revamp. But the problem is, Hal Steinbrenner does not want to put in the work to do so. He wants to count his money and just hand off the baseball operations. He doesn't want to actually do the work of finding out from around the league who are the young up-and-coming folks that he needs to bring in from an analytics standpoint, from a scouting standpoint. Like, he doesn't have connections. He just wants money. Like, okay. Good for you, but, like, for the fans, you know, they want to, like, yell and scream and, like, complain about the players, but it's the management. Like, this is a management and organizational failure as much as the players. Because, yeah, the players failed, but guess what? The system that they're set up to play in, the parts don't fit. Because at the end of the day, you can try to uh, uh, play, uh, and honestly, this is like uh, like playing a, a video game where you're just loading up and saying, well, if I have this many sluggers, I'm going to continually generate runs. It, it doesn't work like a video game. Like There are natural practicalities that have to come into play, and People always make this mistake when they look at analytics and just say, yeah, this is how it's going to play out. At a certain point, you're going to run into pitching, and they know what you're trying to do. So they're going to take away the things that you're good at. And when they take away the things that you're good at, you actually have to have a plan B. The problem for the Yankees is that they have a bunch of players that don't that can't play a plan B. Outside of LeMahieu, they're not... I can't think of... Like, Outside of, uh, I, I shouldn't say that. Outside of LeMahieu and Gio Urshela, there are no players on the Yankees I would actually be able to trust to choke up on a bat with two strikes and be able to put a ball in play successfully. I don't think there's anyone else on that roster that is physically capable of choking up on the bat and being able to tr- at least make contact at will and drag out in the bat. And these are professional baseball players. I don't think there's a single other guy on that roster because Gardy had bat has slowed down so much. And Lord knows Gardy could not even be the fourth outfielder on the Pittsburgh pirates who lost over a hundred games this year. That's how bad Gardy is at this stage. Yet we keep trotting him out there for the veteran presence. It, 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 it's mind boggling how ill-equipped and outdated this roster is. 
for modern baseball. Yet they they built a roster around for two hundred million. It is some of the worst spent money this side of Arsenal for the Yankees to be in this position. And the problem is, you made these trades. I t- I've warned folks about Joey Gallo. I have warned you from the jump about Joey Gallo because I've seen Joey Gallo for years. I know what he is. I talk to Rangers fans all the time. Cam's a Rangers fan. Oh, hey, shout out to Cam and his family uh, on the. Uh, newest addition to their family, by the way. Um, you know, I I say this all the time. When you have hitters, when the outcome is basically predetermined, like Joey Gallo is going to hit a bomb, going to strike out, or strike out looking. Occasionally he'll walk, but mostly he, he punches out. He led the majors in punch outs with over 213. Like that... Th- that like the most likely outcome is him punching out, and you brought him onto the roster, thus furthering limiting the, like the the flexibility of that team. And yes, you don't have Aaron Hicks, but guess what? Aaron Hicks was injury prone and a strikeout machine as well. It's not like the guys you were missing on this roster were that much different than uh, the folks uh, being in place. And why I say even though. It's not like a guy like Mike Talkman is going to light the world on fire. It's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like you need someone who can at least handle the bat to do something different than what other guys are doing. And even Clint Frazier, while he can hit long drives, still struck out quite a bit. But again, in true Yankees fashion, if you don't actually have a use for these guys, why are they on the roster, and why haven't you traded them for other pieces that can be of use down the road? Because the Yankees have no creativity as to their roster. They want to play one way, and guess what? When plan A doesn't work, they don't have a backup plan. And it gets exposed every single year. So while everyone wants to kick and scream as to why the Yankees failed, it's a systemic issue. It's not going to get any better until Hal Steinbrenner says, I'm changing my GM and actually overhauling the people in the organization to bring in new blood. The guys who were actually uh, uh, young and talented in the Yankees organization coming up, they saw that their pathway was blocked by dinosaurs who weren't going to lead the organization. And so they left and go made their name at other organizations. And guess what? The Yankees don't bother changing anything. So everyone has a full book of read on how to play the Yankees. It's not that the Yankees system is completely useless. It's just that there are ways to game plan the scheme around it to expose it. Every system has flaws. You You can work on those. But if you don't actually have an alternative backup plan, when they actually try to exploit your weaknesses... Guess what? You're going to lose more often than not because you are playing from an uphill, uh, uh, playing an uphill battle when you didn't need to because you didn't prepare in advance, and that's what the Yankees do. They don't prepare in advance, and then we are supposed to be surprised when they fail at doing the one task that fans have been asking them for since 2009, which is to win a title. They are sliding backwards. Before, when they were competing against the Astros, the reason why they were able to do is that no one didn't have, like, few teams had a true book on the Yankees' prospects like Labor Torres uh, and Judge. And they and they were still trying to figure out Sanchez, but 
They had starting to figure by the postseason, they were starting to figure out Sanchez, to be honest. But now, with more video, more tape, and going back through, they know how to pick apart every single aspect of their games. And yes, you could say it's up to the players to evolve, but if the organization is not pushing the players to actually approach a bats in a different fashion, because again, the players are listening to the management tell them how they should be approaching at-bats and what pitches to take, which uh, pitches they should be laying off of. This is all analytics broken down as to uh, how to approach individual at-bats. This is curtailed throughout the preseason and spring uh, spring training. It's drilled into them how they want them to approach at-bats. So, yeah, you can blame the players, but they're following the, the instructions that they're being given. Because if you don't, that's why you get benched. There's a reason why Miguel Andujar was being yoked around and not starting. Because he he wasn't playing ball with what they wanted him to do. So, and same goes for Clint Frazier, by the way, too. Even before that, uh, he had the bout with Vertigo that may actually derail his career completely. Because Vertigo is nothing, something to play around with. Like, that could take years to get over. But the reason why Frazier was not allowed to get in is like, yeah, the defense was one thing, but they wanted him to lay off certain pitches, and he wouldn't do it. So I'm I'm just being honest with you folks here. It's not it's not a rosy picture, to be perfectly honest, because I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Because the simple fact of the matter is, is that even with Garrett Cole, They could not help themselves in trying to get him to change his pitching style. So, yes, we can talk about the spider attack all all we want. But the Garrett Cole that is being prepped and ready for uh, the regular season postseason with the Yankees is a completely different pitcher than we got from the Astros the last four or five years. It's night and day. And and you could say that he, he, he got the money and didn't take it seriously anymore. I think he takes it very seriously. But the the uh, the instructions and toolage he's being given here is significantly a downgrade from what he was getting in Houston, and you see it. You see it on the field. It's not as though this is just coming out of the blue. We've seen this happen with guys coming in and out of the organization looking worse than uh, before they arrived in pinstripes. And we everyone chalks it up to he can't handle the pressure of New York. Yes, for some guys, yeah, but when you watch the execution of basic fundamentals break down, you start realizing, hey, you know, have we actually starting to look at the people who are giving, uh, giving the instructions out? Because that's the problem. The issue is Tampa. And I'm not talking about, and I'm not talking about the race. I'm talking about the brain trust down in Tampa that's been ingrained there for over 30 years. Those guys have not changed anything in their actual philosophies in decades. And everyone knows our playbook. So, yeah, we won in 2009. Honestly, they still had Hall of Fame players. (laughs) Like, you had Jeter, you had A-Rod, you had Mariano. You still had had, uh, perennial uh, all-stars and John Damon. Like, I, I don't... I don't understand how everyone just like forgets the fact that like how many uh, loaded players uh, you had: Teixeira, Sabathia, Matsui. Like 
Guardy was like an afterthought on that squad, and Guardy is starting in an elimination game for us. Like, uh, you know, what do you want me to say? You have worse players try to execute a system that everyone knows various ways of getting around and short-circuiting and making it harder for the Yankees to win games, and everyone expects to have championship results. Like, I, I don't understand... I don't understand the surprise from the media about the Yankees failing. To me, this is one of the most telegraphed failures uh, that was coming. It's the reason why I wrote this team off months ago. It's like everyone's kept coming around to it now, now that they got eliminated, but this is least surprising. I And to be honest, it kind of confirmed what I always thought, uh, I thought moving along. It's like outside of the Rizzo acquisition, because Rizzo did play well for the Yankees, but he's... He's under arbitration. Like, the Yankees are going to have to pay up to keep him. He's an upgrade over Voight because Rizzo can actually play defense. And Rizzo can actually stay healthy. Two things that Voight cannot do. So, yes, do I like Voight as a player? Yeah. But the problem is, is that you can't even use him as a DH because you got the Stanton problem. Until you figure out what you're going to do with Stanton, because I don't... I don't see a long-term success solution for the Yankees keeping Stanton on the roster. And you have to find someone willing to take that contract because Hal doesn't want to eat the money and trade him again. Because that was the whole thing, how the Yankees got sent in the first place. They ate the money from the Marlins, and the Marlins look like actually look somewhat smart for doing that trade. They look like complete idiots for the Yelich uh, the trade, which is the trade Casper should have had. But hey... Cashman is not a good scout. He's a bureaucrat. We've known this for years about Cashman. He does not know how to evaluate players either. And he's the one in charge of the operations for the Yankees. So, it is what it is. But until the Yankees actually address their systemic issues, which is the lack of roster flexibility in certain spots, Labor Torres has to go to second base. They're like there, there, there is no if, ands, or buts about it. Glaber Torres has to go to second base. The issue becomes, okay, what do we do next? Because my whole thing is, Glaber has to be at second. You can move, uh, you can move, a Gio shortstop because, at the end of the day, as much as we love DJ Lemayhu, you can't have a light hitting, uh first baseman you have to have some power at first base so even though third base is LeMahieu's weakest position because Glaber clearly cannot play second uh cannot play shortstop Glaber has to be at second like there there is no if ands or buts about it Glaber has to be at second he is too much of a defensive liability otherwise you you still have a complete void in the outfield because Gallo strikes out too much I, I've, I've warned people about this, but they're going to they're gonna run it back with Gallo anyway. They're going to run it back with Gallo anyway, because that's their model. Unless Brian Cashman is getting fired, Gallo's coming back. For better or for worse, and it's going to be for worse. Maybe Rizzo comes back. Not, I'm, I'm still not entirely sure about that. Maybe, maybe they move Judge, but... Moving Judge and keeping Stan is just the dumbest idea I've ever heard of. Yes, you got to pay. Yes, you're going to have to pay Judge, but like Stanton's your issue. 
I don't care how hard he hit the ball last night. Stanton has offers no flexibility in your roster because he can't play in the outfield without getting himself hurt at least once a year and being out for at least two weeks. And that's like best case scenario. And even then, he cannot slug at the same rate he used to. Like, for Stanton to actually have value for the Yankees, he cannot be tied for 17th in home runs. He actually has to be able to hit 50 bombs. And I'm not sure he can hit 50 bombs anymore. With the way teams are strategizing against the Yankees and knowing the approach that the Yankees hitters take, I don't think it's possible for Stanton to be a 50-plus home run hitter anymore. That's the scary part for the Yankees. As much as a bandbox Yankee Stadium is, the Yankees' plate approach is so predictable at this stage. In Telegraph, teams have been able to train their pitching staff to pinpoint uh, spots of attacking the Yankees. And because there is a wealth of uh, teams that are able now uh, to take advantage and build up their pitching staff so that they're not using crappy pitchers as starters and leaving them in there too long, they've they've eliminated the the four and five starters. They're kind of going with three 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 starters and just using uh you know their staff ace and then just using bullpen arms and matching up against teams. That's what teams have learned from the Rays, and it works against the Yankees because the Yankees prey upon crappy starting pitching. But if you're facing bullpen arms that they can't read because they're coming fresh out of the pen and, you know, obviously you're only going to get one at bat against them, it makes it that much harder to hit a bomb off of them. So that's why I say sluggers like uh, Stanton, it's going to be harder for them to hit 50 bombs in this day and age. You have to be able to play a position on the field, because if you're clogging up a DH spot and you still cannot slug well and above the field, then you're actually more of a negative overall on the roster, especially given how injury-prone Aaron Judge is. So it is what it is with the Yankees. They got a lot of holes to address within that roster and within their actual uh, uh, team philosophy. The problem is, I don't think they even remotely have the willpower to address even a third of the issues. And we're heading into a labor crisis because there's a very real possibility that we're having a lockout next season. There's a very real possibility of that, uh, depending on how the CBA talks go. I'd probably wager it's We're probably looking at a 65 to 70% chance of a lockout. Uh taking up at least some portion of the season next year. So, you know, free agency is going to be a complete another uh, mess. So I have no idea how the Yankees are going to address their issues, but they got a lot of questions uh, to address. And honestly, I don't even think they truly think that most of the questions that I think they need to address are actual questions. I think they think that their system can still work. I uh, would honestly put, uh, wager that their way of going about it, their odds of winning that they think they have are significantly less than what they've estimated them to be.
significantly less. But they actually think that their approach is the best way of going about it. I know it's not, but they they don't they don't listen to folks like me. So maybe if enough fans complain about the product, because I want to know from Yankees fans, like Yankees fans seem to get mad at me when I go negative on the team. But honest, honest to God, if you watch this season throughout the entirety, like I do, because I I follow all the MLB teams, I, I, I like I, this is what I do. Can you honestly say that the Yankees played an enjoyable brand of baseball this year that was remotely interesting to watch? Because I can honestly say I've watched enough other teams play baseball, and as bad as some other teams play it. The Yankees are right down the list amongst them. The Yankees are not creative. They don't do anything interesting in terms of how they apply it. And yes, you can blame that on Boone, but guess what? Boone follows the marching orders from the organization. The organization don't doesn't want him doing anything fancy because the analytics tells him you shouldn't be doing anything fancy because you can slug your way out of any problem you run into. And the fact of the matter is, that is complete another horse. You know what? I'm not even going to bother cussing because the Yankees aren't worth my time to do that right now. So it is what it is. The Yankees are in a complete rut. They got to pull themselves out of it, but I don't think they have the willpower to do so. I think they are pretty much going to write this year off, fire Boone, get a new manager, do the same nonsense, and hope for the best next year. I honestly think that's the most likely scenario. I wish it weren't true, but I've I've seen this organization operate in a very lackadaisical fashion for enough years now that it is highly unlikely that we see anything remotely close to uh, competitive play from them to actually treat them as a real World Series contender. I think we're probably going to see the same vanilla uh, team next year and, you know, yeah, they can make some noise at certain parts of the year, but in terms of their actual system, it is so easily exploited come postseason time. And like they didn't even get to a five game series to see how badly they could get exposed. So it is what it is. But I'm going to sign off for now. I'm going to do a separate episode uh, uh, talking up uh, the wall card matchup between uh, the Cardinals and Dodgers. I have some interesting thoughts about that one because honestly. There are injury issues uh, for the Dodgers that I think can complicate this game tonight. As much as I don't think the Cardinals are that good of a team, it's a one-game playoff, so a lot of wacky things can happen in an elimination game. So that's all for now. Uh, Until next time, folks, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.